When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Great Bar Sports Open Line. Those red swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Great Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Here we go. Now. Matt Pauley on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go. It's an abridged version of Graybar Sports Open Line on this Friday evening. Quite a bridge. We'll be with you for about 15 minutes until the uh, top of the hour here on KMOX from our downtown studios in St. Louis. Nate Gatter with you filling in tonight for Matt Pauley, who is on assignment. Matt Pajeski is with me in our studios tonight. We really only have time for uh, one major topic of conversation And I think especially on this Friday night, we're on the eve of another MLS match day. The topic of conversation is St. Louis City. Now, of course, we're getting close to Cardinals opening day, and I don't want to shortchange that because uh, we're just six days away. But you just heard some Cardinals baseball here on KMOX. And tomorrow night, you're going to hear some St. Louis City soccer at 8.30 Central Time. It's the kickoff, and uh, 8 o'clock will be the pregame on our sister station, Y98, with City in Utah to take on Real Salt Lake. If you haven't heard, and I think it would be hard not to have heard if you've been in St. Louis for uh, the last month or so since City kicked off at the end of February, then you've missed out on a lot. St. Louis City have played four games. They've won them all. No team in Major League Soccer history, no expansion team has ever won their first four games of existence And City are coming off their most comprehensive win yet. Last Saturday at home at City Park in downtown West, 3-0 over San Jose Earthquakes. The first of those four straight wins in which they did not trail. City came from 2-1 down to beat Austin 3-2 in the opener. 1-0 down to beat Charlotte 3-1 in the first game at City Park week two. And then from 1-0 down in Portland to beat the Timbers by a final of uh, 2-1 or I should say uh, it was it was 1-1 in that game, and they finally uh, they pulled it out at 2-1. In any event, uh, City comprehensive 3-0 over San Jose on Saturday really dominated Earthquakes, who couldn't pull them apart the way that they wanted to. And that was even with Tim Parker, who's been a standout, the vice captain, who's held things down at center back, the uh, relatively big money acquisition on expansion draft eve when they gave up a substantial amount of allocation money to get him here to St. Louis, reuniting him with that Red Bull system where he was so successful during his time in New York. He wasn't playing, a tight groin, and so he was replaced by uh, his mentee, if you will, fellow former St. John's Red Storm defender Lucas Bartlett, who was the number six overall pick of FC Dallas in the Super Draft a couple of years ago, but never debuted in MLS with FC Dallas. He was in MLS Next Pro with North Texas SC, their affiliate Last year in the minor leagues, in fact, played against St. Louis City, too, during their inaugural season. 
and got his MLS debut just a few days after signing as a city trialist. A couple of weeks ago, he debuted for the first time against Portland and then got his first start in Major League Soccer and City kept their first ever clean sheet. So a nice feather in his cap. Now the center back depth will be tested further because Kyle Hebert, who was a standout for City at center back in the City 2 season last year, in fact, played all but four minutes of the entire season for St. Louis City 2 in MLS Next Pro last year and has not missed a minute yet this year. So Kyle Hebert has the interesting accolade of having played all but four minutes of St. Louis professional soccer, at least in this iteration that started in 2022. And Hebert is not going to be available tomorrow night because he, for the first time, even in his mid twenties, which is a little bit on the older side to get a first ever call up is with the Canadian national team during this international window right now, just a tremendous accomplishment on his part. A guy who was at Missouri state for a long time, uh, not somebody you would have considered even a real MLS prospect. The MLS super draft has three rounds. Nobody picked Kyle Hebert in those three rounds and nine teams in the third round, nine teams passed. They chose to select nobody over selecting Kyle Hebert, who then signed an MLS next pro contract with St. Louis city two last year and was an integral part of the Western conference champion city two team. And now because of an injury to Joachim Nielsen, who was slated to be really one of the most important signings for city Swedish international, who was supposed to start at center back next to Tim Parker, but he's still recovering from a knee injury. They had hoped last year that that would heal without any surgery didn't happen. So he had to get the surgery in the end. He's not expected to be back in for another couple of months or so. And that pushed Hebert into starting alongside Parker at the beginning of the year. And I think a lot of people would have pointed to that as maybe the biggest question mark for city coming into the season. He's been very good, but now city are going to be without him and still potentially without Tim Parker. He has been back at training as has been in bloom, the uh, center defensive mid commonly referred to as the number six position and uh, Blom has been out with COVID and that he is uh, making his way back as well. There are hopes for both of them to play tomorrow night against Salt Lake. Whether that'll happen, we'll see. But there is a possibility of a Parker Bartlett back line, which wouldn't be necessarily a problem because we saw a Hebert Bartlett back line play well and keep a clean sheet last Saturday against San Jose. There is also a possibility, though, that City have to reach a little bit deeper and that Bartlett could be the more experienced of the center backs or the more accomplished this year of the center back starting. And potentially you're looking at him starting alongside a Josh Yarrow, who was city two's captain last year and had a good season, or maybe John bell who has MLS experience, but hasn't played for city yet this year. He's still been rehabbing. Now he did get 90 minutes in a city two game. So we'll see, but that that's going to be something to watch tomorrow. And it'll be the first time as well that this city press, and we've talked about it a lot. If you've been with us for our soccer coverage here on KMOX, that, the press is what's winning things for city. They're putting a lot of pressure on the opponents. They're wearing them down. It's part of the reason that they've been able to score a couple of cheap goals off opposing defensive mistakes late on. This is going to be the first time they try to play that press at altitude tomorrow night against rail salt Lake. And there has been substantial discussion, all kinds of discussions and narratives that I think have frustrated St. Louis fans over the early part of the season. Of course, one of them, is that City are just scoring lucky goals. At some point, when you put the ball in the back of the net 11 times in four games, at least a couple of those have to not be lucky anymore. But nothing for City to do but keep scoring goals, and eventually that excuse will fall by the wayside. 
There have also been a lot of questions, and I don't think these are totally invalid as compared to the lucky goal narrative, about how will the press and how will such a high-energy style of play hold up into June, July, August when it's hot and humid in St. Louis, particularly because, at least coming into the season, at least on paper, City do not have a ton of depth when you get outside of the top 14 or 15 players. And Major League Soccer teams in general don't have a ton of depth because roster size is just a little bit limited compared to European teams. City in particular do not have a lot of proven professional quality outside of those top 14 or 15. At the same time, you would have put Kyle Hebert in that category of somebody totally unproven, and he's been great so far. You would have put Lucas Bartlett in that category of somebody unproven at the Major League Soccer level. But he was very good so far in his opportunity. So perhaps City are deeper than we thought. But we'll still, it remains to be seen. We've gotten a lot of lip service and it remains to be seen how that's going to go when things get hot and humid. Well, what about at altitude? We haven't really talked about that. And it's not going to be a, a come up as often just when they play in Salt Lake City tomorrow night. And then when they go to Colorado Rapids to play in, uh, in suburban Denver a fellow Western Conference opponent, of course, so that'll happen uh, every season. This year it'll be in late April. How's that going to go for them? We're going to find out twice in the next month. Tomorrow night, 8.30 Central Time kickoff, 8 o'clock Central is the pregame on our sister station, Y98, St. Louis City, a way to take on Rail Salt Lake. And then they're going to get the big test in terms of just on-field quality. Forget about environmental factors. They're going to come home a week from tomorrow to host Minnesota, off to a decent start, and then get two big tests in a row. Away to Seattle on April the 8th, and then home against Cincinnati on April 15th. And I think those could well be the first two games back-to-back that really tell us, were we all so wrong? Were we all so blindsided? Were even the MLS experts, who all put City 13th or 14th in a 14-team Western Conference, were they all so blindsided that in reality City somehow in their expansion season in an MLS that has grown to almost 30 teams, are they somehow an MLS cup contender? I'm not quite there yet. Clearly we'd expect them to be a playoff team from this point, 12 points out of 12. I mean, obviously it's early in the season, but they're working with a pretty substantial cushion already over the playoff spots. So we'll see. We'll see. But those, those two games, Seattle and Cincinnati, I think are going to tell us in the middle of April. The goal for City, in my mind, over these next four games, starting tomorrow night against Real Salt Lake, is probably to get eight points out of 12. That would be fantastic. Two wins, a couple of draws, three wins and a loss. If they get even six out of 12, that's still, you know, they're still progressing. At this point, if they pick up half the points remaining on offer to them, they're, they're almost certainly in the playoffs. But that away game against Seattle and the home game against Cincinnati, I think, are going to be the most interesting. Then, if we look ahead a little bit further, I think one of the other games people have circled, not for on-field reasons so much, is May 20th, the first of three meetings and the first time ever at City Park against Sporting Kansas City. I don't know about you guys, and maybe Matt Pajeski, we might get your thoughts on this very briefly. I have never felt in St. Louis any kind of burning hatred for Kansas City. I've never felt really any rivalry with Kansas City. Maybe for people who were around in the 80s for the the Royals-Cardinals higher stakes matchups, maybe they feel a little bit of that. You go to Kansas City, and I was just in Kansas City 
a week ago, and they really like to rag on St. Louis. It's a big deal for them, and I don't know why. Matt, I mean, did you do you feel any sort of animosity toward Kansas City? And moreover, do you know anyone, your friends, your family, who regularly communicates any kind of animosity about KC? No and no. And I think the reason why is because we're better than Kansas City and we know it. So we don't feel the need to punch down to Kansas City. You know, we, you know what we do? We kind of punch up to cities like Chicago. Now, our, our sports teams are, you know, are better, but Chicago is a city. It's bigger. Uh, whatever you want to say about Chicago, we're kind of always punching up. Where Chicago, they kind of just ignore St. Louis, you know? I think that's kind of what uh, that's what we're feeling towards Kansas City. Kansas City is taking all these jabs at us, but we're like, eh, whatever. You're you're Kansas City. Maybe that's what I was feeling. I think there. I think you're right about a lot of that. Maybe that's what I was feeling. I'm not feeling that anymore. I'm I'm pretty upset now. I think I've had about enough, um, especially in a soccer context because Sporting Kansas City, if you didn't know, have two points from four games. They've drawn two and lost two, and they just scored their first goal of the entire season on Saturday. They have one goal. City have 11 goals, and we never played soccer before. We're just picking the game up, yeah. right? Not St. Louis as a city, but City, the club. Just, just uh, you know, rolled the ball out there, see how we do. And I'll tell you why I think it's really coming to a head. Some of you might have seen this on social media. So St. Louis City, of course, and, and St. Louis as a community, phenomenal soccer fans, phenomenal soccer community, people who care about the club, who want to talk about the game, who have cared about this sport for generations and generations. And part of the way that's manifested is in a lot of fan passion that's brought about a lot of fan media and people, you know, there are a lot of podcasts out there now and city have a lot of podcasts already that are run by fans for fans. One of them was called the soccer capital podcast in reference to the fact that St. Louis was at minimum America's original soccer capital. I think that's almost beyond dispute just in objective terms and apparently at some point in the last couple of years sporting kansas city started a podcast that they call the soccer capital podcast because apparently i didn't know this until this week or last week that kansas city considers itself the soccer capital on the basis of very little evidence and this is not to say Kansas City has nothing good going for it, because it does. And I would love to be talking about that, because I'd always considered Kansas City a friend. But fool me once, you know, and then I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to wait around to get hurt again. They they pulled the rug out from under me. I thought we were friends, and now we have to move on. So to get back to the story, they sent a cease and desist letter threatening legal action against this fan-led podcast. By the way, the SKC podcast... The Soccer Capital Podcast. They're the soccer capital of America. They love soccer. Soccer is huge there. Eight episodes ever. It's existed for years. They have eight episodes. And they filed the copyright initially, and then they didn't They didn't pursue it. They let it lapse. Then they filed it again a couple months after the Soccer Capital, the St. Louis City Soccer Capital Podcast had started. So I guess they were threatened by a fan podcast that was putting out regular episodes, by the way. It's existed for a lot less time, and I think they have 90 episodes or something close to that now. The SKC podcast has eight. It's just, it's silly. Uh, it, they have no right. So that that podcast has changed its name to River City Ramble. You should go on, on Twitter, wherever else, on social media, and you should try to support them uh, because they deserve it. And I tell you what, at just, it's so low. It's so low. I, I just don't think, I can't imagine being general counsel of a major league team. I mean, Andrea Kimball is vice president of Sporting Kansas City, general counsel, chief legal officer. That's an awful lot of fancy titles to be going out of your way to intimidate a couple of random guys with a soccer podcast. 
all because what? You're upset that your podcast isn't very popular? What is? Why are you claiming a copyright over something you don't even use? Eight episodes in years. It's pathetic. They don't score goals. They don't win games. They don't even have real podcasts. But they still want to come here and threaten us? Get out, Get away from us. I just had enough. Get you know. Get us out of your heads. Stop thinking about St. Louis all the time. I can't wait. I can't wait for May 20th. If these teams keep playing this way, whoo, I wouldn't have cared. I would have been like, you know what? Let's have a fun, friendly Missouri rivalry. I cannot wait for May 20th to whack some sporting Kansas City. We packed a lot into 15 minutes. That's all the time we got tonight on Graybar Sports Open Line. Thanks to Matt Pajeski. I'm Nate Gatter. The news is coming up next. You're listening to the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.